brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.
Hello and welcome to today's broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing. With all of those usual caveats and maybe a few new ones added on in the middle of the, well, in the middle of certain parts of Washington State that now seems to be an entirely different country, an autonomous zone. Really, seriously? Come on. Uh, If you guys were missed that Donald Trump was talking about utilizing uh, military to put down an insurrection, hey, why don't we just fully uh, rise up and have an insurrection? Yeah, I, I really don't even know at this point. I really don't even know at this point if I should be laughing or just really, really angry because part of me as an American gets really, really angry when I see something like that. But then when I see how it's playing out so far, I mean it's literally made a joke out of everything that the leftists have been promoting as a positive thing. Uh, so part of me was to laugh really hard too. Uh, I, I, I'm conflicted. Anyway, uh, new caveats to be added soon or not. <laughs> I do hope you're having a fantastic day as we rush headlong into a great new weekend. At least that's what I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. I am, of course, your ever so humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tapp, coming to you live from historic Roan County, Tennessee. And the live audience is a little bit bigger tonight than the usual, as we are simulcasting live with WCET-FM. So uh, you can hear us worldwide at WCETFM.com. And I believe you can still hear us if you're in the Columbia, South Carolina area and you tune your radio to 101.7 FM. See that we've got Bigfoot in the house in New Orleans. Wake up is hanging out with us, uh, giving us greetings from New Orleans. Uh, Hey, uh, New Orleans, how are you this evening? Uh, Of course, Bigfoot is our blogger extraordinaire hanging out with us in the chat room. Uh, If you want to check out his work, I highly recommend it. Uh, You can find it at bigfootsplace.blogspot.com. And uh, let's get into action here. But before before I jump too far ahead, do want to point out that we're only doing the live simulcast for the first hour. It's a two-hour live broadcast. So uh, for those of you that are hearing the rebroadcast on the other great stations that carry the show, stations like KYAH 540 AM in Utah Stock Authority and KDIL 105.7 FM in Kennewick, Washington, and uh, KOII 94.5 FM in Flagstaff, Arizona, if you're listening uh, to those rebroadcasts, or maybe you're listening to the podcast version. Uh, for your benefit, the time of the live broadcast right now happens to be June 12th, the day before my birthday, just FYI. It's June 12th, 2020. It's a few brief moments after 7 p.m. Eastern. And I see Chief has entered our chat room here as well. I would imagine probably over at the uh, WCET FM chat room, uh, as has been par for the course. I haven't got an official announcement yet, but I'm guessing Casey is probably in the house, and I'm guessing that Arizona Antihero is probably hanging out out there as well. So if you guys are in there, uh, welcome, and if you're not there just yet, I'm sure you'll be in before the end of the show. Thanks for listening. Uh, I do have uh, a guest coming up in the second hour. Uh, He is, of course, uh, well, he's the host 
of the Rod Eccles Show. So that's kind of a giveaway. His name is Rod Eccles. Uh, he's been a semi-regular appearing, usually at our uh, end-of-year, uh, first-of-year shows where we kind of look back at the previous year and our expectations. And he usually joins the roundtables, and uh, he'll join randomly uh, every now and then for topics. He uh, is a great radio sh- and uh, podcast host himself. He is a... Uh, entrepreneur. Uh, He is the founder and still current operator of Zinc Media Arts and the Zinc Agency and uh, a few other companies as well. Uh, And uh, his tagline, and I love the tagline, by the way, Elrod claims to be the coolest, most politically incorrect conservative black man on the planet. Now, I think him and Ron Edwards probably are in a running gun battle for that title legit, but regardless, uh, Rod is always a really great conversation. He's, he knows his facts. He's just got his information down, and he is one of those polished folks. A uh, quick shout-out to Crazy Cajun, who's joined us in the BTR chat room as well. Hey, Cajun, glad to have you in. Now, as I was saying, we've got a show to get to, so uh, let's go ahead and get to it. came across this story today, and this story <laughs> – it's not very different, actually, than a story we talked about a couple of years ago where a couple of kids – got in trouble, got suspended from school because their bus driver saw them playing with a BB gun or a toy gun. I don't remember the details now on that to be specific. It was one or the other, but they saw them playing with it in their own yards before the bus got there. And the kids got suspended for school for that. And we talked about that because that seemed pretty ridiculous. They were not on school ground yet. And they had barely come within the view of the school bus, which was, by the way, coming to them. Now, I thought that was pretty ridiculous at the time. I wasn't alone. A lot of people thought the same thing. But believe it or not, we may actually have discovered a story along the same vein that is yet even more ridiculous. This, of course, the article, as I read it, is from… Sarah Taylor reporting over at the Blaze. Uh, a Maryland school official called the police on an 11-year-old boy after the teacher reportedly saw a BB gun in the child's room during virtual instruction. All right, so again, let me make this picture for you. Uh, because of the COVID, we're having the at-home uh, over-the-web Instruction sessions. Now, a lot of this stuff in a lot of school systems across the country, uh, the teachers would do the lesson plan, uh, assign the reading homework, and then you were supposed to do the test, and you could do it on your own. They were doing it at different times. Didn't even have a whole lot of live interaction, although several places were pretty good about setting up a time that the teacher would be available for the students to ask questions. It varied from uh, state to state and from county to county. Uh, some some school systems did really good with this, and some school systems kind of phoned it in, literally and figuratively. 
the point being here, I, I'm going to give some props for the school system for the teacher to be doing the actual instruction, having that uh, live interaction time. So that's a good thing. But the kids at home, for one, and it's a BB gun, a BB gun, not the typical weapon of a dangerous criminal, not the typical weapon of someone who's about to go out and cause serious mayhem. Now, granted, but BB guns can cause harm. You need to follow safety rules. They're not a joke. But to call the police because you saw it in their house. Okay, so the story gets better, though. According to WBFF-TV, a police officer visited the home of the fifth grader following the incident. Now, Courtney Lanchester, the child's mother and a Navy veteran, just in case that matters to you, told the station that the child is in the process of becoming an Eagle Scout and is enrolled in Baltimore County schools. An officer explained to Courtney that he was there to search for weapons in Miss Lancaster's home. Uh, excuse me? You're here to do what now? Now, the child is reportedly taking a variety of lessons related to outdoor sportsmanship, including archery lessons, which doesn't really relate to having a BB gun in uh, your room. But the point of the matter is, for most people, if you get uh, proficient in archery, your bow and arrow is probably way more dangerous than a BB gun is in most scenarios, in, in most scenarios. Now, Ms. Lanchester said that the school official phoned authorities because they were concerned over seeing a BB gun mounted on the child's wall. So, okay, it's not even down. It's mounted up on the wall, which one of two things means it, it is not being used as a toy, and you would presume and, – and perhaps it's wrong of us to presume it's almost as bad as assuming, and we all know what happens when you assume – but one would presume if you're caring enough to keep it mounted up on the wall that you are probably taking care of it and probably following safety protocols. Again, making assumptions here, and I admit it. Perhaps that's wrong. I admit that too. But I've seen a lot of people taking – Every safety precaution you can with a BB gun and just have it leaning up in a corner. Actually, in this part of the country, I've seen people doing that with shotguns. Probably shouldn't just have it leaning over in a corner. It's a bad idea. <laughs> At any rate, said that the school official called the authorities because they were concerned over seeing this BB gun mounted over on the child's wall. The teacher reportedly took a screenshot of the child's room and passed it along to the school's resource officer, who then in turn informed the local authorities. So the teacher doing the good thing and having that face-to-face -face interaction over the internet then violated the privacy of the home. Now, again, I don't know how much privacy you can expect to have when you're engaging in online 
direct connect kind of situation. Uh, you should take care to not have things out in clear view if you don't want people to know. The child doesn't have much of a, a say in this matter, and I would imagine that that location is where they intended to keep said BB gun. I'm still not seeing what requires law enforcement intervention, and I'm still not seeing what business it is of said school system, especially when from the beginning the teacher and the resource officer clearly understood this was a BB gun. If you know it's a BB gun, why are you making such a big deal? And they knew it was. That's the part that's really killing me here in this story. But – Ms. Lanchester told, uh, again, WBFF, that the school's principal complained that the child having a BB gun in his room was like bringing a gun to... It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. School. How so? How so? I, that's what I want to. I'm sorry. You don't get to claim ownership. Of these children, yet we see them do that all the time. It's been the common thing. The current school system, uh, they have gone from being uh, daily caretakers. They've gone from being educators. They've even stepped further than being indoctrinating uh, agents to claiming full and total ownership of these children, not only when they're on school premises or on school uh, activities that require them to leave the school premises, but now also in their homes. Really, really, is is this is this reasonable? 
Now, if I'm wrong on this, guys, let me know, please. I have yet to figure out exactly how this is a reasonable thing. Now, Miss Lancaster, of course, I think agrees with me. She said, quote, this is despicable. I'm with you so far. <laughs> she continued saying, I had no idea what in the world the police visit could be over. BB guns never even once entered my mind. How many 11-year-old boys have BB guns? Well, Miss Lancaster, once upon a time, almost all of them. Today, I don't know. I spent a few minutes, didn't have a lot of time, but spent a few minutes trying to research. And BB gun sales are down over, from year to year over the last decade. The exact percentage I wasn't able to track down over this last little bit, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that there's probably only a fraction of the 11-year-old boys in this country today who has BB guns as opposed to when uh, you were growing up, Miss Lancaster, as opposed to when we were growing up. She continued saying, it's absolutely scary to think about who are, <laughs> who are on these calls. Who do we have viewing your children and subsequently taking these screenshots that can be sent anywhere and used for any purpose? Now, you see, I like what she's doing here. She's concerned about a clear invasion of privacy, and there has to be this social contract in place. If the schools are going to require you to engage in this level of online schooling, then they have also entered into a contract. It's a two-way thing. Now, this is a social contract. It should be implied. I'm not saying that there's this big, long, legal, lengthy legal document that everybody has signed and there's witnesses. I'm saying in general principle, the schools are well aware and are supposed to be taking steps to protect the children under their care. During hours of operation and during those times when these students are under their care, these methods, these steps they've taken include security. It includes resource officers in the facility. It includes watching for that creepy guy uh, that's always wearing that trench coat in the, the big van that has puppies and candy and, and doesn't have any students in the school but always never seems to be more than a block away. They've taken steps to try to cut back on that. But now suddenly we're seeing uh, – it doesn't seem to matter if it's digital. We'll take a screenshot. Nobody will care. We'll put this screenshot here. Obviously, if we're going to send it somewhere, we're going to have to save it somewhere too. There's going to be a digital footprint. Who controls everywhere this digital piece of information goes? It's a completely legitimate point she's making, and it's a point that in the past – it would have been the administration trying to make. The school administration would have been the one trying to make the case for protecting the privacy and ending these pictures and sending them back and forth. It endangers whoever's in it. I mean, we've heard those arguments. We're not supposed to, to upload pictures on social media. 
even if it's us at a park having a good time, and then there's some random kid that just happens to be in the background that you didn't even know. Not your kid. You don't know who the kid is. Didn't realize the kid was behind you when they took the picture. Oh, you violated that child's privacy and endangered them in the process. Sadly, in the modern world we live in, uh, there's a certain level of truth to that. So you were supposed to check your picture first, make sure there's no random people that you don't know in them, and you know, crop them out if you can, which is hard to do if you're posting straight from your phone. You know, you get what I'm saying though. People can honestly make that mistake, but was this an honest mistake? No, this is again folks that are determined to virtue signal for their cause. It's terrible that this young man is being exposed to firearms of any kind, and at the very least, uh, even though a lot of us right now are wanting to to defund the police, we still want the police to show up at the homes of the people who have guns and take them away, even if they're only BB guns, even if they're only super soakers, even if they're only a piece of toast that has been bitten to look kind of sort of almost maybe like the shape of a gun. Sort of almost. Wait, what's that cloud look like? Looks like a gun. Take it down! That's the world we're living in. But to send the police to somebody's house to search for weapons over a screenshot. There was a time in America where everybody, especially the folks on the left, would have been outraged at the notion that Something going on inside someone's home could be so easily distributed by an outside third party and used against them by virtue of using the policing power of the local government. It wasn't that long ago. It feels like decades and decades now. It does. But it wasn't that long ago that we lived in a time where we could count on the people on the left to be the first ones to be making the call to arms, if you'll forgive the the euphemism. They'd be the first ones leading the call to arms to stop this kind of crap. They just showed up for – I have yet to find I, – I've looked at a few different reports on this. I've yet to find a mention that the police officer that showed up actually had a warrant. I'm hoping they at least got that, but then it it makes me feel kind of angry to think, okay, what if he did have a warrant? How do you get a warrant for that? Now, the school has responded in a statement. A spokesperson for the district said, and I quote, our longstanding policy is not to debate individual circumstances through the media. There are multiple ways for families to share concerns with us. In general terms, the safety of students and staff is our chief concern, whether we're meeting in classrooms or via communities of learning. Uh, Translation, uh, we're not going to talk to you publicly about this because, quite frankly, we're not sure how the other parents are going to act yet. And we don't want to come down too hard on one side of this in case a bunch of our parents get angry. We're literally at a point in time where if you're running a business, if you're running a school, if you're running 
uh, down the street. You really need to check and see which way the wind's blowing if you're concerned about the torch and pitchfork mob. And that seems to be a literal case in some parts of the country these days. Don't want to make the wrong people too angry. They might show up, but who knows what will happen. Please, why can't we just return to some normal semblance of expectations of what happens at a school, and when you're not there, (laughs) when you're not at school, when you're at home, then what's going on unless it's like a, a case of obvious abuse going on and you witness it, it's really not any of your business at that point. I get why uh, teachers and educators would be concerned if they're highly suspicious that a child's being abused at home. Somebody needs to step up and help. I, I get that. That's not what we're talking about here, though. This is somebody saw a BB gun in the background and went to the, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's terrible. Quick, call the police. Now, I don't get it. I really – I still don't understand how we've gone so far so quickly in such a turnaround. I know we've, we've been talking about it for a long time. We've seen a lot of different ways, and, and controlling education is one of those ways that we've seen this, this twist happen. But for the love of all that's holy, how is anybody okay with this? Why is the principal of this school being allowed to say, well, we treat it exactly the same as if you brought the gun to school? Yeah, I might actually – side a little bit with the principal or the teacher in this matter if the kid had taken the BB gun down and was like showing it off when they're supposed to be doing the work or did something silly like pointed at the the webcam and say I'm going to get you or I might feel a little bad then well no New Orleans I'm saying New Orleans wake up asked me if I'm saying that the person who called the police is a liberal Now, one might jump to that conclusion, and that could very well be a false assumption. I I just mentioned a moment or two ago uh, about the dangers of making assumptions. What I'm saying is that this is a ridiculous set of circumstances. The educator passed it along to the school resource officer, and the school resource officer passed it along to the main police. Now, I'm not saying that the teacher is a liberal because I don't know. I'm not saying that the school resource officer is a liberal because I'm actually going to go out on a limb and make the presumption that chances are there's a little handbook somewhere that the teacher is supposed to follow, and that's probably in there now. And there's a handbook for that school resource officer where they're supposed to handle it. But while I'm not going to say that any of these people that were involved here were liberals – in fact, I'm not even going to use the term liberal here because, again, as I mentioned, liberals would probably be very against this idea. But I am going to say a leftist is probably who's responsible for making that the policy. 
I'm going to say that a leftist is the person probably responsible for both requiring the teacher to do what the teacher did, and I can almost guarantee you that a liberal wrote the policy that required the school resource officer to say, yeah, I know this is a BB gun, but uh, I'm supposed to run this over to you. And the police officer that came out to the house is just following orders, and I will nearly guarantee you that it was a leftist that wrote the policy that said, okay, we don't care. Uh, this is clearly an issue. So there you have it. All right, bringing it, boy just uh, popped in the chat room. By the way, said that uh, the dog ate his homework. Uh, New Orleans is asking where this happened. Let me pull that back up real quick. It's uh, Maryland, I believe it was. But let me double check just to be. Yeah, it was in Maryland. Uh, don't have the source as far as exactly which school system it was, but it was in Maryland, and I'm guessing. But if you do a Google search of WBFF TV, uh, that's a local station. That'll probably uh, let you do the detective work on that if you were so inclined. But uh, yeah, it's it's just I, I find it ridiculous. And like I said, uh, New Orleans, boy, Cajun, Chief, Bigfoot. There was a time when liberals, not leftists, there is a difference. Now, a lot of leftists want to claim to be liberals. There's a time when liberals would have been at the front of the line saying how ridiculous this was. I miss those days. I miss those days. All right, it is about the halfway point of the first hour, so it is time for me to take a little bit of a break. You guys uh, stay right where you are. I'm going to play a little uh, Edwards Notebook, some uh, songs and stories for soldiers, veterans, tip of the day. And uh, I may hit a voter apathy project. It depends on what I'm feeling. i got another story to get to uh, this hour. So uh, you guys don't go anywhere. Uh, stay put. I'll be back after just – a few brief moments. It is amazing how differently our creator views us as opposed to what globalist elites think about we the people. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. God created man in his own image and gave him dominion over all the animals of the earth. Even after Adam and Eve fell from grace, God still gave us brains and expected mankind to seek his wisdom. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. 
com. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. And advance positively in all aspects of life. God gave mankind the ability to acquire knowledge and expects us to recognize our unalienable rights, as did the founding fathers of the United States. Now contrast that with American leftists like former President Barack Obama, who stated, quote, For the international order that we have worked for generations to build, ordinary men and women are too small-minded to govern their own affairs, unquote. That order and progress can only come when individuals surrender their rights to an all-powerful sovereign, unquote. There you have it, folks. On one hand, God, our Creator, wants us to be as great as possible and to rule and reign with His Son, Jesus Christ, eventually, while global elites want to kick God out of society and for us to surrender to them as if they were God. Do you globalist elites? Forget about it. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. This is Dan Perkins with your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans, Tip of the Day. In this period of sequester of millions of Americans, including veterans, health care is even more important. The Department of Veterans Affairs video, video Connect mobile application enables you to connect with the virtual medical room. In the virtual medical room, you can participate in a video health care visit. A hands-on physician examination is not required. You access your provider on a scheduled date and time, just like a face-to-face visit at the clinic examining room. So here's your veterans tip of the day. Get enrolled in the VA healthcare system. Have an email account where the link to the virtual medical room can be sent. For more information about this important service, go to va.gov, search for VA Video Connect Service. Quality healthcare is just a click away. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. The Founding Fathers were true visionaries who understood the corrupt nature of government. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, the founders understood that if Americans did not maintain good moral standards and high-quality education, the republic would devolve into a mobocracy of self-centered elites seeking to rule over and dominate we the people, while at the same time utilizing barbaric mobs of misguided souls who contribute to the elite's goal of instability in order to tighten the grip of government power over we the people. The founders were wary of institutional threats to liberty and the citizen's sovereignty, which included centralized concentrations of power, monarchy, central banks, federal agencies, etc. 
and the tyranny of corruption unleashed by small-minded, self-interested, greedy grifters who saw all elected officers and positions of government influence as nothing more than means to increase their own private wealth. The greedy grifters of today are only in government to serve their own petty interests while not letting any crisis like Corona China virus or the death of George Floyd go to waste. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for staying with me through that break. I decided not to do a photo rapidly project. I, the way the current election cycle is going, it seems like there's already enough voter apathy out there. Uh, we're declaring autonomous zones in parts of Washington state. I heard a rumor earlier, uh, about 15 minutes before coming on air, actually, is when I uh, saw it. Somebody had uh, commented earlier that supposedly they're going to try to do a similar thing uh, in uh, Nashville, Tennessee tonight. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, just, again, I, I don't know whether to be super angry at this open insurrection against this uh, republic of ours or to just fall over laughing when I see them prove why – well, communalism, we'll say, uh, any type of collectivism, why it typically doesn't work out very well. And a lot of the things we tell you about power vacuums really seem to be playing out. But at any rate, uh, with all that going on, it's just a – beautiful world we're living in. But before we get back to the show, I want to talk a little bit about Hero Soap. Now, if you guys aren't familiar with Hero Soap, let me tell you, a very unique company. Uh, First and foremost, they're veteran-owned. They're out here hand-making every bar of soap. They're sourcing their ingredients and their merchandise, by the way, from other American companies while the entire time they're also making uh, donations to charities that help our heroes in uniforms. We're talking about charities that focus on veterans, uh, charities that focus on active duty military, and uh, of course the folks that uh, focus with first responders. All that combined kind of makes them like the most America first company that I know of. Anyway, their soaps come in a resealable, weather-resistant pouch that makes it easy to take pretty much anywhere. If you need it for a bug-out kit, if you're just going camping, or if you have somebody that you share a bathroom with that has a habit of making a mess, you can pop it back in your resealable pouch, and it's pretty well protected. They, uh, They have this great thing called the Freedom Bundle. All right. Now, I recommend if if you're not familiar with them at all, uh, go check out the website, see what they offer. But if you're not certain, you're interested, but you're not certain, try the Freedom Bundle. You get a chance to to test out their six top selling soaps. No shipping on the Freedom Bundle right now, by the way. So, uh, you know, free shipping is a good thing. But once you've uh, tested them out, once you've decided what your favorites are, you can go back and order just the ones you want. Now, you can keep ordering them individually as you like, or you can sign up for their subscription. I kind of like that. Their term. I didn't make it up, but I like it. And uh, if you sign up for a subscription, you actually get uh, a discount on the soap that you're ordering. Now, the shipping price reapplies, but at any rate. 
if you do that, if you're interested at all, there is a link in the show description. Now, if you are listening to the place where you can see the show description and you can see those links, I'm going to ask you to please follow that link because that's how they know I sent you. If you're listening over terrestrial radio, obviously you can't see those links, so let me ask you to go visit Tap Into The Truth. That's T-A-P-P, intothetruth.com, where you can see links not only to Hero Soap but also to Patriot Supply, uh, to some other companies that you might be interested in checking out. And if you follow those links again, that's how they know I sent you, so you can – Check them out. Maybe you end up buying something that you want to buy anyway, and in the process, you help support the show. That's a win-win for me and probably a win for you too because some really cool stuff up there. Anyway, enough of the blah blahs and me trying to, to sell you something. Hey, let's, let's move back into actual show territory at this point. I just really like, really like Hero Soap. I'm really enjoying The Woods. Oh, by the way, <laughs> anyway, that's just me. Now, came across this story. I've been critical the last few broadcasts of so many companies trying so hard to virtue signal. Now, there's rationale. I, and there's this one situation, okay? If you're truly concerned about the plight of somebody, you don't have to virtue signal. You're doing something all the time. You're aware of the circumstances. You're taking steps to try to make it better. That's what you do. You don't have to virtue signal. Now, we have this crowd. We have this group of Twitter trolls and hashtag activists and now the Hollywood types that are all out here demanding that you bend the knee. They're out here demanding that you give us what we want, and then we're going to keep taking more, and you're never going to be forgiven. That doesn't help the cause, first of all. But you have a lot of companies that feel the need to either appear to be an ally or that are just scared to death of having uh, two people that own a hundred Twitter bots uh, shut down their servers with a bunch of negative crap. So the bending over and the bending over. In fact, you know, Starbucks really surprised me. By the way, Starbucks for 24 hours. That part doesn't surprise me. But they initially came out and said, "No, by the way, if you're one of our." Partners, meaning people that work for them. Uh, <laughs> if you're one of our partners, while you're on the clock, no wearing of uh, BLM uh, supportive uh, clothing. Now, Starbucks has been playing kind of fast and loose with the uniform idea for a while, so I don't know why it matters that much. But what they wanted to do is try to maintain some level of control within their own operations, which seems a foreign concept given the way Starbucks has behaved for a while now. But it took them about 24 hours, a little bit less actually, for them to reverse their decision. And my guess is because Twitter. My guess is because hashtag activism. Now they've already signaled that during hours of operation they want you to behave like a professional employee of the company. 
I don't think that's a ridiculous ask, by the way. You're at work. You're on the clock. That's the company's time. If you're not happy with what the company wants you to do, then you're free to leave. Before the COVID-19 forced shutdown, there were a lot of jobs available out there in almost every neighborhood, in almost every city, for almost every individual. And the funny thing was before then, there's a really good chance if you decided to change jobs, you probably would have landed in a better one. You're not trapped. You're not stuck. You're you're not an indentured servant. You're not under contract requiring you to slog away every day at Wendy's or at White Castle or at Starbucks. You're free to leave if you're not happy with those conditions, if you're not happy with those expectations. Now, if you work someplace that is all about the virtue signaling, as in they had no problems with you doing whatever. In fact, how many places uh, have we heard of that it was perfectly okay that, okay, if the riots come by, uh, it's all right if you join them. In fact, there's news outlets, so, well, so-called news outlets, that went so far as to say that if you're reporting on some of the riots that happened recently and you end up engaging a politically correct terminology they're using for the terms joining the riots joining the looting if you get arrested while doing that that they would pay your bail like what no no if you're there covering the story then cover the story once upon a time the idea of being a journalist meant that you had to stay separated from the story. Now it's all mixed up. But in this time of over-the-top virtue signaling, not just here in this country, but around the world, I find it really interesting that somebody actually had the, the backbone to swim against the, the tide here. Somebody actually felt that it was the appropriate time to have a pro-police statement. So again, Sarah Taylor once more reporting over at the place. While many cities and organizations speak out against police in America and call for the defunding of law enforcement, eGuard watches. They're not one of those folks. The luxury watch company has released a decidedly, a determinedly, a definitively, one might even say a controversial pro-police advertisement. And they've done so in the light of the nationwide protest against police officers. So the ad, which was released Friday on YouTube – shows footage of police officers performing extreme acts of heroism, including saving the life of a choking baby. A uh, quote from it here, this world is so imperfect. It's full of pain and fear. Despite all the chaos, all the judgment, we know that so many of you are good. We forget 
how human we are, how human we all are, including you. And that among all the sacrifice, mistakes can be made and bad people do exist. We know that a world without you would not be better, but far, far worse. And for that, we thank you. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I think that's a sentiment that applies well to an overwhelming majority of people that wear the uniform, that wear the badge, that strap on their uniforms every day and put their firearms at their side and they pray to God before they start their ship that they don't have cause to use it. But that's become an extremely unpopular viewpoint over the last couple of weeks. It's become something that if you said out loud instantly made you a racist because you clearly weren't taking seriously the events surrounding the death of George Floyd. You can quote all the statistics you want. It doesn't matter how the facts play out. If you had the nerve, if you had the gumption, if you had the gall to say anything positive about the majority of the police, if you had the nerve, the gall, the gumption to say that one bad apple doesn't mean you should tear down everything, then you were a racist. You didn't understand. You should shut up unless the only thing you're doing is to speak up to apologize for your lack of understanding, for your stupidity, for your lack of sensitivity. And until you're ready to admit your clear racism and your unwillingness to a admit that a reality exists where police are out hunting, where police are out hunting minority groups in this country, then you are far too privileged and you have no place in civilized society unless, unless you're willing to do these things and bend the knee that you were someone to be marginalized and silenced and people were losing their jobs in sports over comments that their significant others were making. The council culture has been out on full display. This is a sentiment that this luxury watch company is making that is heartfelt. 
It's a sentiment that many Americans actually feel but are afraid right now to express because of the backlash that will happen. We rely, we heavily rely on our law enforcement officers at every level to keep our communities safe. And in a time when it's clear that we need more help in our communities to keep them safe, not less, we hear cries to, to throw police out, to dissolve police departments, to end organized policing, all of which is a, a really bad idea. The more and more we've come to find out about the incident surrounding Mr. Floyd's death, it would appear that the ex-police officer in question had a long-standing personal grudge with this guy based on their time working together at a nightclub. The ad, the ad continues, the notes, quote, we know how much you we know how much of your sacrifice goes unnoticed. We know that the worst of you get the spotlight instead of the best. So many of you have been so many of you have given your lives to protect ours, to keep us safe. We will not stand by and let your work go unnoticed. We will speak truth. Then the ad ends with a rather sobering fact, saying, quote, over 60 million Americans have had police interactions per year, many of which result in lives being saved. Now, this is also true. Now, I, I get – and I've said since these conversations have begun – that it's clear and understandable. If you're the victim of something bad having happened, you don't give a rat's backside what the statistics say. You care what happened to you. You care what happened to your brother. You care what happened to your sister. You care what happened to your wife. You care what happened to your husband. I get that. Nobody's arguing against it, but here's the thing. It has always been a bad idea to destroy things that are there literally to help you, to destroy things that are there literally to protect you. It's always been a bad idea to lash out at those who would be on your side, legitimately be on your side, who were willing to stand with you soldier to soldier when something like – George Floyd's death happens. People who are willing to stand up and say with a unified voice along with you, that is ridiculous. That is unacceptable. That is heinous. It is an act of murder, and this man must be held accountable. And you take those same people, and then you turn around and you look at them and say, this is your fault because you're racist. You've always been racist. You can't help but be racist because you're white. When you do that, you're instantly, instantly cutting away from your effectiveness, 
And then when you take that next step, when you take that next step to go from peaceful protest to go into rioting and looting, as soon as a peaceful protest morphs into something that is violent, you have lost the moral high ground, and you've lost your effectiveness of your message. And if you need any more proof of that, look at where the Democrat Party is today. Look at where the news media is today. Is the media still talking about how bad this was? No, that story is going away because they've used it for all they think they can, and now it's all about COVID's killing people. Donald Trump's killing people with the COVID again. It's coming back because we've opened up. It's coming back. No, it's not coming back. We haven't got through the first round. We did that uh, flattening of the curve thing is what we did, and we knew when we opened back up there would be more transmissions, and we knew that the more people that continue to get tested and the better the test got, we would see more. It's not unexpected. It's not news. It's exactly what we knew was going to happen, but that's not the angle being played. And personally, personally, I would be scratching my head and putting some thought to the idea that why is it that the same people now that are back to telling us that COVID-19 is going to kill everybody are the same people that were telling these folks for the last two weeks that they're okay to go out and protest in large groups regardless of social distancing because this was more important of an issue than COVID-19. Were those people hoping you would get sick? Were those people hoping that you would be a victim – because they need some more numbers to lash out to try to, to attack the orange man who's bad or to try to win a political office? Are you being used by pawns by the people that you still maybe believe are on your side? Now, New Orleans, again, making a good point. Don't forget about uh, uh, Miss Albury and uh, Brianna Taylor. Yeah. We shouldn't forget about them. In fact, when it comes to, to Brianna Taylor, who literally died in her bed, shot by police in a no-knock warrant, yes, that is utterly ridiculous, and it is completely unacceptable, and she should be the face of this movement. She should be the face of this movement because she makes the strongest case for changes in policing. She should be the face. BLM would be so much more effective if they would stop holding up criminals, though. Those deaths do not share the commonalities of things like Michael Brown, who the hands up, don't shoot, was completely off base. That was a flat-out lie. Hands up, no shoot was a flat-out lie. Michael Brown was trying to take the cop's gun. What would you do? If a scary, huge, criminal guy was coming and trying to take your gun away from you, that was no longer a police officer trying to do something. That became a uh, either I'm going to die or he's going to die, and in the United States, if somebody's trying to kill you, you've got the right to defend yourself. 
Now, there are certain situations you probably shouldn't put yourself into in the first place. But a lot of the names on the list, you're right. There, there's, there wasn't video footage when it comes to Miss Taylor's issue. That video footage is very damning, but it's still not the optimal banner carrier, not the optimal face of the movement because of all the extenuating circumstances that were around it. If this is what it takes, fine. Let's do it because I don't know how else to say it. Black lives do matter, but so do every other life. Every life is precious, and we have to do our part to preserve and take care of it all. And I am so tired of people swooping in and trying to take advantage of a bad situation and then trying to turn around and claim that everything is because all white people are racist and because all cops are bad. You can't paint with those broad strokes. Are there bad ones? Yes. Are we all? I'm going to go with a strong no on that. If you're an American, then you're my brother or you're my sister. And I want for you the same things I want for all Americans and all those who wish to come here legally and be part of this great nation, and that is safe neighborhoods and the opportunity to pursue your dreams and interests and the opportunity to be successful. That's what I want, and you can't have those things without policing of neighborhoods and without an effort, an honest effort to honestly educate and for people to believe that they can have that. All right, so the time is up for the simulcast, uh, but for those of you that are listening to the rebroadcast that uh, the show gets cut in half for, don't take my word for it. Definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort and more importantly to use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. And you know what? While you are at it, boys and girls, please remember, stay safe, be uh, healthy if you can, and uh, even better than that, uh, be smart, even if it goes against your nature. Uh, for those of you that are here live, I'll be back in just a few seconds. For those of you that I'm saying goodbye to, tune in again tomorrow. The foreign wars we wage More to do with the colors Blue and red Too many laws and too much government Can you tell me where The constitution went The Bill of Rights is just Hanging by a thread So many people try to cross The border Politicians build a new world order Too many minds are Right.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to today's broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing with all of the usual caveats. And I'm thinking about adding a few new ones. In the meanwhile, I am your ever so humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tapp, coming to you live from historic Brown County, Tennessee. However, I know that the overwhelming majority of you fine, fine folks out there, you're not exactly listening to the show live. You're listening via podcast, or you're hearing the rebroadcast on one of the great uh, terrestrial radio stations that carries this show. Great stations like KYAH 540 AM, Utah's Talk Authority. Stations like WCETFM.com. Stations like KDIL, 105.7 FM in Kennewick, Washington, and of course, KOII, 94.5 FM in Flagstaff, Arizona. Glad to have all you guys along, and for your benefit, guys, those of you that are listening via terrestrial radio who are only getting little doses of the show, you know, one hour at a time. The time of this particular live broadcast is June the 12th. It is 2020. It is Friday evening. It's a little bit after 8 p.m., and whoo, I am about four hours away from my next birthday. That's right, June 13th, the day before Flag Day. This is a heck of a weekend, isn't it? You know, we've got my birthday, then we've got Flag Day. 
why why are we not all off Monday? I'm pretty sure some of the banks are closing and the post office is closing because of it. <laughs> At least they should. All right. Well, you know, flag day. My birthday should fit in there. Now, for those of you that are just getting one hour at a time, this is the second hour of the live broadcast that happened uh, this past Friday night, whenever you're hearing this. And I wanted to clear up, uh, clean up one last issue. Uh, New Orleans Wake Up uh, is ducked out of the chat room now. I had enough, I guess. But the uh, last thing that uh, he posted before uh, bailing was that the world differs from me. And because I was talking about how if you are an American or if you are a person legally trying to become an American, then in my eyes, you're my brother. You're my sister. I want for you safe neighborhoods, quality education, and opportunity because that's what I want for all Americans because the more of that that is available, the more yet we will have. The better off – we will all be – there's a reason why that uh, little colloquial phrase that a rising tide raises all boats exists because in terms of the economy, it is true, and Donald Trump was proving that to be the case before the mandatory shutdowns due to the COVID-19. Everybody was seeing improvement. Everybody's lives were getting better with the exception of a few. So that's where folks come along and say, oh, so terrible, uh, capitalism is unfair. Well, there's reasons why those few weren't seeing improvement. And they have nothing to do with capitalism, and they have nothing to do with what Donald Trump was doing, and they have nothing to do with what Donald Trump wasn't doing. They have to do with factors that are beyond governmental control, factors that in some cases – and I know this is real unpopular here, but I'm going to say just the same. In some cases, is a side effect of your own choices. Choices that you have made, choices that you could change. Not in every case, but sometimes. But the part that I really want to get to is when he says that the world differs from me. Maybe the majority of the world does, but I happen to believe – I happen to believe with my whole heart, and I believe this based on interactions that I have in real life and online. I believe that the overwhelming majority, somewhere in the neighborhood of 90% of Americans, they don't differ from me on that point. I believe the same thing is true for our friends to the north in Canada. I believe the same thing is true for our friends across the pond in the UK. I believe the same thing is true of the people that live in the nations that make up what we consider to be Western civilization. I'm not going to say the same thing about the folks that are running the governments in all these countries, but when it comes to the rank-and-file people, I believe the overwhelming majority of people want fairness and a better life for everyone. I believe that. I see it. It's hard to miss unless you just willfully don't want to see it. 
Now, if Cajun was trying to give me a little more credit than he wants to give most folks, then I appreciate the sentiment. But more than giving me credit, I felt like it's just a slam on everybody else because usually that's New Orleans operation, uh, is modus operandi. But I can't take that little bit of extra credit if that was the effort. If that was the intention, we're trying to say, okay, well, you know, you're pretty fly for a white guy. If that's what he's trying to say, all right, fine, thanks for. But at the end of the day, I don't deserve that because I am not that different from the rest of this country. Not on that. Now, there's lots of things that make me different from the folks that even live under the same roof with me. That's part of the joy, too. We get to enjoy actual diversity. Not this fake, false narrative of what diversity is supposed to look like that is being preached to us in universities these days and on network television, but actual diversity, which includes diversity of thought. Bringing it, boy, uh, in all caps, and usually when it's all caps, uh, I've come to notice that that's usually Suzette. Host of Suzette Live, by the way. Go uh, check her out over at Spreaker if you haven't already. Setting – okay, starting with you had to work for better ones than like handouts have to work and don't like it. Oh, just enough to rock the boat and cry for unfair, and uh, the governor caved in and shut down. It's your passion. It's your passion. It's your drive, and, and it's the same point that I've been making multiple times in the past week and a half. Multiple times I keep using the same examples because of their public messages. People like Oprah Winfrey, people like LeBron James, people like Jay-Z. You can go ahead and throw in Beyonce with that. Their public image, their public persona, the messages that they have been sharing publicly is all the, yeah, we've all been held down. Whitey's been holding us down. We had to call all these white folks crackers. Uh, we've gotten that. Now, uh, Oprah, I will grant you, has been a little more diplomatic in that, but the messaging's still there. It's still the same underlying message. And the reason I use those folks Instead of using Ben Carson or Colonel West, Mia Love, instead of using those examples, I use those examples that are sparing those negative messages because what do they all have in common? <laughs> I got it. What do they all have in common? And said, "Sorry, uh, your passion, Tim. We appreciate. Uh, that's cool. Uh, thank you. I use those examples because those are the examples given the negative message. But what did they do? They did the exact same thing that the rest of us have to do in order to have whatever we define of as success. Found what they were good at. They got themselves educated in the field they needed to learn about." And then they worked hard. They put in long hours. They did what they had to do to become successful. Did LeBron James become the premier player in the NBA today by not practicing his backside off as a younger guy? By not still putting in uh, 
effort to get better or at least to stay where he's at? Did Oprah Winfrey just show up one day and they handed her the uh, the Oprah network? No, she spent a lot of time working her way up. The TV reporting thing, local affiliate stations made her way to networks, landed her afternoon talk show, and then managed to be in the time. And sadly, sadly, a lot of those leftist allies of theirs helped propel her to success, not because they really, really liked who she was, but because they had that soft racism of low expectations. She became an overnight sensation in their eyes because a lot like a certain uh, certain um, former president, former governor of the state of Arkansas once said about Barack Obama. Uh, <laughs> anyway, nah, I'm not going down that route. They thought she was something special because she was a woman and she was black as they were marking off two of their virtue signaling markers before they even knew it was called virtue signaling. Didn't matter. She probably knew that to some degree, but she still put in the work. She put in the effort, and she kept driving towards what she wanted, and look at her now. If these folks are your heroes, stop listening to what they're saying and start looking at what they actually did. A quick shout-out to Hank Jones hanging out uh, with us, joining us in the chat room. Hank Jones is one of those uh, great hosts over at the Global Patriot Radio Network that I keep telling you guys about if you haven't checked it out. At any rate, I've spent so much time trying to clean up that last bit from the last hour. Uh, I've barely given myself any time for this. I'm going to be joined by Rod Eccles here in just a minute. I definitely want to discuss this. I will try to keep it brief. There's not a lot to be said here really anyway, but it is hilarious. Uh, Joe Biden, of course, had his little meltdown again where he completely lost track of what he was saying. Everybody's been talking about that. But something that I haven't heard very many people talking about, you know, because they're focused on the I'm losing, but what, where am I, where's my pudding, who who took my slippers moment, <laughs> which is still something we should be talking about when it comes to the presumptive Democratic nominee, just saying. But Joe Biden did something else that I thought was noteworthy and wanted to bring to your attention just in case it's flying underneath your radar. You see, Joe Biden, again, the Democrats' presumptive presidential nominee, he was on The Daily Show this past Wednesday, and he was telling them there that he expects President Donald J. Trump, you know, the orange man who's bad, the kicker of puppies, the eater of babies, yeah, that same Donald Trump, whom had rumors and lies uh, spreading because of this new book. It was being reported as fact from outlets today that Melania uh, used the move to the White House as a negotiating ploy to renegotiate uh, the prenup agreement they had. Ooh, that's being slammed and denied now. It'd be fun if it was true. It'd be one of those great tabloid stories. Uh, I haven't seen full-blown denials on that. But that's not what I'm talking about here either because that's just the gossip. Biden on The Daily Show was saying that he doesn't think that Donald J. Trump 
is going to handle losing the election well. Does that sound familiar by any chance? It should. We heard a similar thing from Hillary Rodham Clinton going into the final stages of the 2016 presidential campaign. Remember when they were like, will you, uh, will you state on the record now that you'll accept the results of the election? And of course, Donald Trump said, well, you know, uh, I'll have to look at it. If, if something fishy looks like it went on, then no. <laughs> Ooh, that's terrible stuff, terrible stuff. But Biden said that he fully expects that Donald Trump's going to try to steal the election. And uh, expressed hope that the United States military would remove Donald Trump from the White House if he refused to vacate. Now, first and foremost, I have a hard time believing that he would refuse to vacate if he lost the election. In fact, he was asked about this today, and uh, his response to that – again, for those of you that are hearing the rebroadcast, time of the show is Friday. It's uh, June 12th. He responded to the question today saying, well, if I don't win re-election, I'll just go do something else. <laughs> Pretty simple, straightforward answer, and yes, why would you not? If I was Donald Trump, I don't think I would have wasted my time with this except for the fact that I genuinely believe that he genuinely loves With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to – has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Loves the country, and he's trying to do the best that he can. See, the, the aspect here, though, from Biden is that he's literally echoing the same conspiracy theorist ideas that we heard back in 2016, including those from Hillary Clinton, like I already mentioned. You see, Biden explained vague comments he'd made previously, telling The Daily Show host Trevor Noah that he believes Trump will not accept a loss at the ballot box and that the president will try to create chaos around the election. Now, what's funny about that to me is the fact that last time I checked, it was the Democrats who still, to this day, nearly four years later, have yet to accept that they lost at the ballot box in 2016. Well, well, technically, they won at the ballot box, but it's not really determined at the ballot box, is it? It's determined in the Electoral College. So technically, even though there's still a lot of questions about how many votes for Hillary were actually from illegal uh, migrants that aren't supposed to be voting, uh, and maybe there was as many as two million, which would be the entirety of <laughs> the votes that she won by. I, all of that is neither here nor there. At the end of the day, the Electoral College exists to keep the population centers from determining the outcome of the elections. It exists to keep 
the left coast and the right coast big cities from overruling the entirety of the flyover country. It exists for the very purpose that not everybody lives a Hollywood lifestyle. Not everyone has New York City leftists. We think it's okay to elect as mayor a socialist uh, values. In fact, a lot of us, especially those of us out here in flyover country, do not have those values. But like I said, the last time I checked, it's the Dems who still have yet to come to terms with the fact that they lost in 2016. And also, last time I checked, it's primarily people uh, with Democratic credentials – credentials, uh, enunciation being important – Democratic credentials that are the ones that are out trying to cause the chaos right now around the election. Anyway, Biden literally said – I'm quoting him now – this president's going to try to steal this election. Now, granted, I used my forceful radio ad voice, which is not what you'd expect to hear from Joe Biden. But it was an unusually uh, cogent moment for Biden, so it wasn't like he was doing the and, – uh, well, and, um, uh, and, and you know the thing, who took my slippers. It wasn't one of those moments, but – you know what Biden sounds like. Now, of course, the answer here was in reference to the Georgia primary that happened this past Tuesday, which turned into, I think most of us would agree, a bit of a cluster. Uh, officially, uh, the more diplomatic reporters have referred to it as an unqualified disaster. All of this after confused voters submitted mail-in ballots and precincts were reordered or moved, and they had new uh, voting machines that didn't seem to be working particularly well, and the lines ended up being longer, and people had to wait a long time. It was all a lot of cray-cray, if you will. Anyway, Biden added to his statement, this is a guy who said that all mail-in ballots are fraudulent. Voting by mail while he sits behind the desk in the Oval Office and writes his mail-in ballot to vote in the primary. Now, I'll actually give Biden a little credit on that. Now, I know that one of his aides actually wrote that for him and had him make the point, but I will give uh, some credit there. Trump has been trying to, in his very imprecise communicative way, make the case that mail-in ballots do provide greater opportunity for voter fraud, which is absolutely true. In his very over-the-top, imprecise communicative way, Trump has kind of insinuated that all mail-in balloting is fraudulent, which clearly is not the case. We just constantly look at this issue between one side always says the other side is evil, and yet the uh, the bad guys in their eyes are the ones that are trying to say we need voter ID, uh, we need to clean the uh, voter rolls out, we need to make sure that everybody's following the rules, we need to make sure that these elections are fair. 
And the reason and the, the way you make it fair is you set the rules, you make the rules clear, and then you make people follow those rules. And if you don't like the rules, if you think that some of those rules are unfair, you have mechanisms in place in your communities to fix them. And then we have the other side, the, the side that Biden happens to be representing at the moment that wants to make it as easy as possible to manipulate elections and the whole time claiming that it is in fact Donald Trump who's been a Russian asset working for Vladimir Putin, desperately trying to interfere and make fraudulent our elections. So if the guy who's trying to make it harder to cheat is the guy that's actually trying to do the cheating, either A, you kind of seem to be on the wrong side of the argument, or B, that guy just really likes the challenge. No, no, Democrats, don't make it too easy for me to cheat. I want to know that I cheated when it was hard to cheat. You know, I say that. But part of me kind of thinks Donald Trump is the kind of guy that he almost would think that way. <laughs> oh, it's not hard enough, and I have to try harder. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny, but I, I did think that in a normal news cycle, yeah, a news cycle where uh, the mainstream media might have been even slightly somewhat interested in reporting on Joe Biden – which clearly the less they talk about Biden, the greater their opportunities, the greater their possibility of winning is. They don't want to talk about Biden. It's a good move. But this would be something that the conservative outlets would be talking about more. Uh, but so much going on. It's hard to even get to this. So this is a story that is out there. I just wanted you to be aware. I want you to know that it's happening. I see that in the chat room, Mr. Elrod himself, Rod Eccles, the coolest, most politically incorrect black man on the planet, uh, is hanging out in the chat with us. Uh, he'll be joining us live here in just a few minutes. He'll call in, and we will have our conversation. And I sent him an email with a couple of topics that I wanted to talk about, but I'm going to call in – an audible right now, Rod, since I know you're in here listening at the moment. I'm going to call an audible, and I want to start the conversation. And if we get around to these other topics, that will still be great too. I want to start with the autonomous zone in Seattle because I, I, I'm so torn on that. But in the meanwhile, I'm going to go ahead and take a little bit of a break right now. Uh, let's do a little more of those Edward Notebooks of Veterans Tip of the Day maybe and uh, – on the other side of those, we'll uh, we'll pick things back up. So you guys don't go anywhere, please. I'll be right back after this very short break. The Corona China virus scenario has been a major drag on our economy and has been used by leftist Democrats to try and literally destroy our unique, exceptional nation way of life. Hello, I'm. Ron Edwards, on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. When I was growing up in Cleveland, my dad told me that when problems arise, the authentic motives and personalities of individuals come to the surface. Throughout the republic, leftist Democrat governors like Gretchen Whitmer of Michigan, Andrew Cuomo of New York, and other Democrat governors, mayors, and judges have been enacting restrictions that in the long run will prove more harmful than the Corona China virus 
Governor Cuomo even wants to tax first responders who came from all over America to help with the crisis. Activist Texas Judge Moyer even threw Dallas salon owner Shelly Luther in prison and fined her $7,000 because she opened her salon for business so she and her employees could feed their children. It is my belief that the control freak Democrats have reminded Americans that we the people must be ever vigilant in the effort to maintain our liberties and to not give them up for big nanny goat government oppressive safety. I'm Ron Edwards. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. This is Dan Perkins with your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. In this period of sequester of millions of Americans, including veterans, health care is even more important. The Department of Veterans Affairs video Video Connect mobile application enables you to connect with the virtual medical room. In the virtual medical room, you can participate in a video healthcare visit. A hands-on physician examination is not required. You access your provider on a scheduled date and time, just like a face-to-face visit at the clinic examining room. So here's your veterans tip of the day. Get enrolled in the VA healthcare system. Have an email account where the link to the virtual medical room can be sent. For more information about this important service, go to va.gov, search for VA Video Connect Service. Quality healthcare is just a click away. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for uh, staying with us through that very brief break, which I cut a little shorter than usual because I still wanted to take just a moment before bringing Rod on to tell you a little bit about Hero Soap. Yeah, I know. You heard it in the first hour if you were here for the full two hours, but for those of you listening to Terrestrial Radio and you're hearing the rebroadcast of the show, uh, chances are you're only getting an hour at a time. So I'm going to take another opportunity. Uh, The folks over at Hero Soap are hand-making each bar, sourcing their ingredients and their other merchandise from American companies. They're veteran-owned, and they're donating to charities that go and do the hard work of helping our heroes in uniform from active duty uh, soldiers to police to first responders that pretty much in my mind makes them the most america first company that i can think of uh let me please uh encourage you to go visit them while you're there i would encourage you to try their uh their freedom bundle that freedom bundle is an opportunity to free shipping to try their six top sellers Give you an opportunity to try them all, see which ones you like, and then once you've picked a favorite, sign up for their subscription and get a little savings on your reorders, which you're going to want to do. These these soaps come in in a resealable, weather-resistant pack that makes it easier to grab, go take them on the run with you, or in worst-case scenario, if you share a bathroom with some people like I do here at the house, maybe maybe they have this. The habit of spilling water everywhere, and you know, water can ruin a bar of soap. But just such a resealable package, good idea. But the one thing I'm going to ask you before you just wander over is please follow the link provided in today's show description. Or if you're listening on terrestrial radio and you don't have access to it, visit tapintothetruth.com. That's T A P P into the truth.com, and follow the links you'll find there. That lets them know that I'm the one that sent you. So check out Hero Soap. They are a great American company. Now, with all that having been said, 
speaking of great Americans, got one on the line with me right now. He's the host of the Rod Eccles Show. He is an entrepreneur. He is a great American, and he claims the title, and I think he's got a pretty good claim to it, of being the coolest most politically incorrect black man on the planet. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, Mr. Rod Eccles. Rod, it has been since late January is the last time that we got to speak, so I'm so glad that you're with us tonight. How are you? Hi, Tim. Thanks for having me back on. It's always a pleasure to be here. I am doing about as well as anybody else can be doing without totally losing their mind with this COVID-19 garbage. Um but it looks like um, most states, especially if you're in a in a red or a purple state, uh, you're coming out of it almost completely this, by the end of this month, including here in New Hampshire. So that's good news. Uh, finally, um, I, I got to tell you, I have, I, I, this is one of those things that nobody, and I know people. Some people have said, well, why didn't you, why didn't you see this? Who could have possibly have predicted this in the USA or the world? This was – this is – I always hate when they use the word unprecedented, but, you know, this is and has been unprecedented. We actually shut down most of the world economy over a faux, fake, for those of you in Rush Limbaugh's Rio Linda, Pandemic. I mean, we've had far worse pandemics throughout our history, even in modern history. This is nothing. And yet the, the mold has now been set. And folks, this will not be the last time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm, tell- I'm warning you right now, this will not be the last time. This is the first time, yes, but the precedent has been set to easily shut down various countries around the world on a whim, including the USA, as sad as that is to say, including the United States of America. Yeah, unfortunately, you're you're absolutely right, because now we've seen it can be done, and how easy it was done, and how willing so many people were to just go along with it. it's scary to think about. And, and speaking of how business were affected, like I had said a little while ago, it's been uh, late January since the last time we got to speak. So that was clearly before COVID-19, um, well, before we reacted to it. Uh, evidently, it was already floating around China about that time. We just didn't know. But uh, 
how have things been uh, first uh, with the show? I know uh, you're doing primarily podcasts right now, but you're looking to get back into live broadcasting. Uh, and how are things over at Zinc Media Arts, and, and how have your businesses uh, fared through the COVID-19 shutdown? Well, um, frankly, uh, you know, with me doing speaking engagements around the uh, around the country, and uh, with uh, something that I that I have called Granite House 1880, which is a management company that manages Airbnbs here in in New Hampshire, both of those depend strictly on travel. So yeah, those incomes basically went to zero. Um, now. Because I do not live paycheck to paycheck, I was probably better off than many others who do. I, I can rely on savings and doing some other things. Yes, folks, I did resort to doing Grubhub. Now, I'm not ashamed to say it. You know, uh, my dad always taught me, you do what you got to do. There, there is no shame in doing honest work for an honest pay. And I did it. Um, and, and I'm not ashamed to, to admit it. But um, as things start to open back up, uh, I can start to see things starting to pick up on the business side. As far as Zinc Media Arts is concerned, well, we have taken the time to to really look at how we were doing our different programs and podcasts, and um, and start making all, all the all the different hosts. We started making some plans. And making solidifying those plans, so people will start to see some differences and improvements, as well as some new programs coming on board um, the Zinc Media Arts uh, arsenal. Uh, there's there's a new one that is going to come out pretty pretty soon. Uh, August is the is the launch date, um, and and the new name. I didn't create the name, so I'm sorry if I forget the name, but uh, it is actually going to be called Ammo Dump, and it is a veteran who is going to be talking about military and veteran issues, uh, and it will be a call-in type of program uh, that vets from across the country can call in and talk about their different issues and and um, uh, and try to get some help or assistance. Um, I, I know there are a lot of different veteran groups out there that that are hard working people trying to help vets and and frankly the need it it's just unfortunately so great and when I talk to this gentleman who's going to be the host of this and 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 i I'm sorry I can't give you the name yet because it I can only give you the na- the title of the uh, of the podcast because we have a whole big brouhaha to do that we're going going to do uh when this thing is ready to launch but um he's a very he's a black man by the way he's a very smart intelligent man and what he's already done to help his fellow vets is absolutely amazing and uh you'll hear more of his story as the time gets closer uh for the launch of the program but i'm really excited about it and we've got a couple of other programs in development right now so um Zinc Media throughout all this is is actually starting to grow. I don't know how that came about. I had nothing to do with it, really. I mean, this is all God-given to me, so I'm just trying to run with it. That sounds like the right thing to do to me, Rod. Uh, Opportunities arise. That's what smart people do. Uh, And you're – 
you have demonstrated uh, year after year you're not afraid to put in the hard work. And it's funny how opportunity seems to follow hard work, isn't it? Uh, it would be a great message for folks to to really take to heart. Uh, preaching to the choir to the folks listening to this show, uh, but there's a lot of folks out there that probably ought to be hearing that too. Um, let's let's jump in uh, to uh, this autonomous zone business going on in Seattle. Let's dig our teeth into that, Rod. Uh, I, I, I'm torn. I re- I'm literally torn because part of me feels like I should just be infuriated and angry at this open insurrection in an American city where the complete defiance of law and order and, and concern for our republic. But then when we've seen how it's been playing out, part of me, perhaps the the the, the, the demon on my uh, left shoulder here whispering in my ear wants to, to, to laugh at it because – it's already demonstrated why collectivism doesn't work, how power vacuums create uh, not-so-nice outcomes, and how in the larger scale of things that socialism uh, is doomed to failure. Everything that the left is fighting for and trying to prove this is going to, to be a positive is playing out to be very much not that. Uh, I mean, I'm still quite certain I'm angry at the mayor for letting this happen. Um, but as far as the actual event, I've got those mixed feelings. So at any rate, Rod, uh, what's your take on this? I think it's 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 pretty apropos that this happens in a blue state. Um, now, I tweeted out, out this notion, let them try that in a red or even in a purple state. And the reaction would be swift and much different than what they're getting in Washington, uh, unfortunately, um, for for Washingtonians who even even on you know Democrats in, in Washington are not exactly happy about this. Now understand, we're talking about people here, mostly Antifa people, that have decided to set up an autonomous district, and this autonomous district is run by. A dictator, not elected. They just said, okay, yeah, we're going to follow you. You can dictate what goes on. And they put up fencing and, and, and borders. And they're also protecting those borders and, and guarding those borders with people with guns, in some cases, things like AR-15s. Now, what have we heard from the left about borders and guns, especially AR-15s? They supposedly hate them. But yet they just set up an autonomous state using all of those. So it, it is kind of an interesting dichotomy, that, and it is laughable and funny. But unfortunately, it's really, it's really happening, and it's really real here in the USA. And this is going around the world. This is not something – now, if you're, if you're like me, you're trying to find news about this, and – I cannot believe – well, I should be should believe it, but there is very little news on this from U.S. media. But if you go offshore, it's all over the place. I mean, that should tell you volumes. It did not trend on Twitter in the USA. But news, well, news outlets, paper, and, and audio all over the world are reporting on this. 
Yeah, and, and that's part of what kind of concerns me more than anything because the first thing when I heard this uh, – because my initial reaction was that angry reaction I was telling you about. But the primary purpose for that, Rod, was because I, it wasn't that long ago before this incident happened that I had most recently went back to Admiral uh, Hama's uh, quote from World War II about how if the Japanese were to invade the American mainland – that there would be a rifle behind every blade of grass. Uh, there was a genuine fear and concern that if you tried to occupy this territory, that the citizenry would respond against you. And this sends such a message of weakness that both the citizens are too weak to understand what's made this nation great and that the so-called leaders, uh, elected officials holding office, are so weak as to allow it. Suddenly, I'm concerned, Rod, that maybe some of our geopolitical adversaries in the world may no longer think that they have to be as concerned about us and that it's going to end up costing American lives down the road, even if this is squashed in Seattle quickly. Uh, yeah, uh, well, I, I think it really is and I think, uh, you know, our national politics, it really is going to depend on who's sitting in the Oval Office. And as long as Trump or somebody like Trump is sitting behind that desk in the Oval Office, I don't think – I think the message has been sent around the world, and it's very clear, that that a foreign power can take advantage of the USA. My fear is, is that we would end up with somebody like Obama again. And let's face it, folks, the way politics, you know, the, the ebb and tide of politics, it is, it is only a matter of time before we get another Obama. Will it be in 2020 with Biden? I hope not, but there is a possibility. Um, after Trump, if Trump is reelected in another four years, nothing really is going to happen on the world stage towards the USA because they know better. Uh, they know this guy is is playing for keeps and he's playing for real and he's not going to let them take advantage of the USA. But after Trump, Trump's second term, I gotta tell you, I mean, I, I, I don't fear November, 2020. I really don't. I really believe that Trump can win the reelection. However, after that, you're talking 2028 into 20, into the 2030s, all cards on the table. I mean, we have we have a generation of millennials, and now these activists, Gen Zers, and I warned people years ago about Generation Z, because everybody thought, oh yeah, they're going to be more conservative. They're going to be, you know, they're not going to do what their older brothers and sisters and the millennials did. And I said, nope, they have to get through 12 to 18 years of public school indoctrination and college indoctrination. They are not going to be. Uh, the saviors. In fact, they are probably going to be worse. And as God is my witness, I am sorry that I was right about that. Thinking about the very youngest of millennials and the oldest of Gen Z are the ones doing this stuff now. We're talking about the riots. We're talking about uh, you know um, occupying Seattle, the Antifa group. This is all Gen Z. I warn people about this. You send your kids to a public school and get indoctrinated. What do you expect is going to happen? Well, this is the outcome. Well, I have to admit, Rod, I was one of those people that was seeing the early signs 
a lot of these uh, Gen Z kids, they, they looked like they were pushing back against the PC uh, madness. They looked like they were going to round that direction, and I was hopeful, and, and I tried to put out that hope, but uh, I have to admit, it, right now, it's certainly clear. It looks like I was wrong, and, sir, I, I'm not ashamed to admit you were correct. <laughs> Well, I, that, look, that is one of the things I, I wished I was wrong about. I really do. Yeah. Uh, but when, when you're dealing with the left and when you're – and I'm not the most learned person on the left, but if you just do a little research, it, it, it doesn't take long or much to understand and realize who leftists and Democrats really are. And I'm not talking about the general rank-and-file, although the, the rank-and-file voter – is acting like a, the, the proverbial ostrich with their head in the sand and thinking, well, you know, the, the Republicans are, are the racist. They're the bad ones. I can't possibly vote for him, for them. Um, but yet they will support. I mean, this is, all this stuff comes, comes about because of, of George Floyd's death by a white cop. Now, folks, this has been going on for decades. This is nothing new. However, if you look at the stats, black-on-black murder, far exceeds white cop on black suspect murder. Far. I mean, I just saw a stat the other day from the FBI. Basically, here's the number. For every one black man who is, who is or black person who is killed by a white cop, 58 blacks are murdered by another black. Now, you tell me why we are not marching and rioting in the streets with Black Lives Matter and Antifa over that. I mean, just two weeks ago, over the, over the weekend, we had, what, 18 people murdered in the streets of Chicago? Uh, no riots, no marches. Th- this, is, this is all designed and planned and organized. This is not something that these Gen Zers and young millennial generation thought of to organize themselves. They are being paid they are being organized, and it is being done by people who are much older, much wiser, and have a lot of money behind them. And I, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but it's not just George Soros. I know everybody wants to lay all this in George Soros. He doesn't have that much money, but he has friends. Yes, unfortunately, he is one of many globalists that uh... – And here's where I put on my tinfoil hat. I'm sure that's what it sounds like. But he's just one of many globalists that see our constitution and our constitutionally federated republic that fortunately for now, even though just by a string is hanging on, it's a major obstacle block to their their agenda and their goals. And they don't like the idea of individual liberty. They don't like uh, Americans having this idea of individual responsibility and keeping the government out of their lives as much as possible. Those are impediments to their goals, and it's very dangerous. Um, it, it's, it's insane. They want to try and take police officers out of the communities that need them the most uh, when statistically uh, it's shown time and time again that if you want to reduce crime in areas, you increase the number of police, not decrease. Uh, you want to paint uh, uh, with a broad brush and look at this one guy who evidently, from uh, all the reports I'm seeing, seems to have had a long-standing personal issue with uh, George Floyd from when they worked at the same nightclub that probably painted his actions there too. 
I, this is not indicative of what happens in America, and the overwhelming majority of police officers that work in this country are good people doing an extremely hard job. They're doing the best they can, and unfortunately, most of us knuckleheads out here like me don't do much to make their job any easier. No, you know, um, I, I do back the blue. I back the good blue. I mean, I, I have friends who are cops at all different levels, from local cops to state police to FBI, and even, even a, I know two, you know, uh, marshal deputies, uh, deputy marshals. So, and, and I, well, geez, I can't forget him. I even know somebody who worked, uh, well, currently works for the CIA. I know somebody who worked for the NSA and Secret Service. So I have friends at all different levels, and most of them tell me the same thing. They don't like what has been put on our police. And let me be very clear. What we have is a lot of leftist and democratic laws that are put on the books. We have a lot of, especially in, in places like Washington and Detroit and Baltimore and places in Chicago and places like that, we have a lot of leftists who are in charge of the police. So Floyd should have, should, Floyd's police officers should have been taken out long ago. I mean, he, he's had some at least 18 real complaints lodged against him, and he was cleared of all of them. Now, look, I understand that a cop going, doing his daily duty is probably going to get one or two complaints lodged against him over a period of time. Not 18. This man was protected. I am an advocate of dropping that thin blue line because good cops who report on bad cops are drummed out of the police force or their lives are put in danger. They do, if, you, if they work in a major city, they don't get backup. And this has been proven time and time again. This is just not the movies, folks. So we're talking corrupt bad cops. That cannot be removed. It's kind of like bad teachers. They can't be removed. So that is what needs to be changed. We need to reduce the number of laws and, yes, reduce the power that we have unwillingly given the police. They need to be brought back to the days of the 1950s and 60s when, when a cop actually could walk his beat and everybody knew him, and he knew everybody, and everybody loved him, and he loved everybody else. Today, we don't have that. I mean, most of us encounter a police officer in a negative context. I mean, that's not a, that's not a good way to interact with the public if you're a cop, always pulling, you know, pulling somebody over for a taillight out or something. It's a negative thing. Nobody wants to even look at a cop now for fear they're, they're going to get pulled over for something and questioned about something. That fear has got to be removed. We've got to bring back pub, real public policing. In other words, citizens who assist the police. But that means we have to have fewer laws in the books. That means we have to go back to our constitutional uh, uh, founding, both on a federal and a state level. Because that stuff actually worked. What we have today is, is the equivalent of a police state. And we have too many cops who, are, who believe that they have this absolute power. And if they overstep their, their authority a little bit, 
they're not going to be punished. And I think a lot of people are starting to realize this. Unfortunately, painting this broad stroke of this is all cops. We've got to defund the cops. We've got to you know, remove certain police departments and start all. No, that's not what I'm talking. We don't need that at all. We need some real, solid, honest, logical reform to go back to the days when a cop could walk the beat and communicate with his community and his community trusted him. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you're, you're laying out the perfect case of why we need to do away with all public sector unions, period. But uh, Absolutely. You know, I, I, I saw a video the other day, Rod, and I got so angry when I saw it because it was on the local news before I was uh, uh, getting ready to start today, and I was just watching some early morning news. And evidently this video went viral, although I hadn't seen it until then. And uh, it was this small little black girl uh, who had been taken to a protest, and a police officer came up, and she asked the police officer if he was going to shoot them. And the 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 reporter kept making such a big deal about how sweet it was and how the, the officer handled it so well because he knelt down and told her that, no, I'm not going to shoot you, honey. You don't have to worry about it. You're allowed to protest. But – and all that is fine, but what made me angry, Rod, is the fact that somebody told that little girl she needs to be afraid of the police. Somebody told that little girl that they were going to get shot if the police showed up. And that makes me yeah. angry. Nobody should feel that way. We we don't have very much time left at this point. I, w- I want to make one last comment and then give you an opportunity to tell everybody where they can find your work. Uh, it was pointed out in the chat room, and I think it's a good thing to mention too. A lot of the same people that are going out here supporting BLM and and taking these peaceful protests and taking them up to that level where the protests advance and become violent uh, – that they also support Planned Parenthood, uh, the number one killer of uh, black Americans. And, and to me, there seems to be a major disconnect. If you'd like, you can uh, comment on that. But uh, afterwards, please let everybody know where they can find your work. And if you're inviting people to follow you on social media, which I know you are, feel free to share that too. Uh, all I can say about Planned Parenthood, this has been a thorn in the in in the black and brown community for decades now um just look up margaret sanger the the woman was a democratic white supremacist you want to talk about white supremacy and white privilege that's margaret sanger uh look up uh you know robert former senator robert Byrd. may he rest in hell um member not a low-level one i might add but a grand klegel whatever that is Uh, in other words he was up there in his state and his district And, and you want to start renaming stuff because you don't you don't you don't like the name Robert E Lee you know, School or Robert E Lee Street or some Robert E Lee statue? How about you rename all the stuff in the Carolinas that's named after Robert Byrd, a bona fide Ku Klux Klan member? Um, so none of this makes any sense, other than the fact that this is all about control. This is all about destroying our constitutional rights and beliefs. This is all about destroying and changing our founding. And if we're not careful, either in 2020 or 2024, we're going to lose this country for multiple generations. 
and it is going to be the light that is snuffed out for the world. And I don't mean that to be hyperbole. That's seriously true. Um, if you want to know more about me, you can just go to rodeckles.net, and uh, you can get um, all the wonderful uh, social media connections from there, as well as you know, uh, listen to the podcast and, and, and the new live show that's coming in the fall. Um, yeah, I, I, I've had to divest myself from places of doing things live because just like Twitter, they, they were pushing my show down. They were not spreading the word, and, and people were not able to find even, – even iTunes blocked me. I mean, come on. Seriously? But, um, yeah, that's crazy. It is what it is. It is what it is. I, look, I, I'm a man that's, in love, that's having a love affair with this country still, but I'm afraid that love affair may come to an end within my lifetime. Mm. Well, that, sir, is heartbreaking to hear, but I certainly understand. Rod, again, uh, thank you so much for joining us this evening. I greatly appreciate it. We're going to have to do it more frequently because there's so much to talk about. And uh, quite honestly, I love talking with you. I, I hope it's a mutual experience. <laughs> I know the audience loves yes, it. Uh, come back and join us. Keep up the good work and uh, get back at the live thing because you're phenomenal at that. I, I miss the videos you were doing, the live Friday night videos you were doing uh, on uh, uh, Facebook. I was watching the Facebook live stuff too. Yeah, we're going to get back to all that. It. We're going to get all that back. All that's coming back. Oh. Don't, don't worry. Let not your heart be troubled. All that is coming back. Well, that is good news. Again, thank you so much, Rod, and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks, Tim. Bye-bye. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that, of course, is it for now. That is Rod Eccles. There is a link in today's show description uh, to uh, the RodEccles.net uh, if you need that assistance. In the meanwhile, uh, we are running a little long, but that's all right with me. If it's all right with you, I hope you guys uh, are still able to hear and remember, uh, don't take my word for it. Definitely don't take the other side's word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort and more importantly to use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. And while you're at it, uh, now more than ever, please, please, please uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, be smart even if it goes against your nature. I'm out for now, but I'll see you live Sunday. Have a great weekend, everybody.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.